Welcome to the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm Maverick Willett, and I've helped thousands of divorcees and single moms get snatched waist, jaw-dropping booties, and confidence that captivates the attention of men in every room, all without dieting, cutting carbs, giving up wine night, or starving yourself. What's going on, you amazing humans? So, episode five of the Revenge Body Podcast. I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to let you all be privy to one of our exclusive group calls that we do within the Revenge Body program for our full-time clients. Once a week, we get on a Zoom group call, all the clients, all the coaches, and celebrate wins that are happening in the program with the clients and um, just help everyone feel empowered and supported. We then answer questions that were asked via a Q&A form submitted throughout the week. And then at the end of the call, I do a spiel, if you will, from the heart that I write up at 5 a.m. on Wednesday mornings about mindset, about owning your power, about breaking through some of these mental barriers that we encounter with body transformation. And on this group call, I talked about owning your power, setting boundaries, and stepping into the amazing, powerful woman that you're meant to be. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you get a lot of value from it. If you do, share it with a friend. Let me know. Give me feedback. You all have given me such amazing, positive feedback thus far on these podcast episodes. So thank you all so much for supporting. I hope you enjoy this and have an amazing, powerful day. All right. So uh, before I get started, first of all, I can see you all right now. So I don't get on these calls to look at you looking at your phone while I'm spending time and energy speaking to you about changing your life. So let's get those videos on if you can. If you're at work and you're scared, it's okay. Go ahead. That's fine. Eventually, you're going to get that video on though. We want to see your face. All right. But I want you to see, I want to see you in tune. You invested and this is what you're here for, right? So need you locked in absorbing what I'm saying. We get you here for an hour a week. So close TikTok, shut the door while your husband's yelling about fantasy football or whatever the hell, another room. Let's do some evolving. Okay. Is that cool there, buddy? I guess I can see you. So give me a nod. Yeah. There we go. Remember, I can see you like Santa Claus. All right. So um, let's escape that hell that brought you here, right? Today, we're going to talk about uh, owning your power to live in freedom. So show of hands, how many of you get stuck in pleasing others and then feeling drained with nothing left for yourself? Like Jen was talking about earlier. I'm so glad you brought that up, Jen. Okay. I think we all do it from time to time, right? How many of you, show of hands, are tired of overextending yourself, self-abandoning, or putting everyone else's needs above your own? Right. Cool. Me too. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the difference between being liked and being respected. Let's talk about boundaries. Let's talk about self-love through discarding people and practices that no longer serve you. So first off, the only people that won't respect boundaries are the ones who are benefiting from you having none. Always remember that. The only people that don't respect boundaries are the ones that were benefiting from you having none. The shit that will get you to the next layer or frequency in life is not the same shit that got you where you are currently. To ascend to a new level in life, whether it's body progress, attracting a higher caliber person, a promotion, spiritual growth, financial abundance, you must adopt new behaviors and practices. Write this next sentence down somewhere in your mind, on a notepad, something. The definition of learning is exhibiting new behaviors under the same conditions. Okay. The definition of learning is exhibiting new behaviors under the same conditions. Right. I know people that read two books a week but they implement hardly any of what they read. I know people who read one book a year and implement every bit of it. Who do you think progresses more in life? Person B, why? Implementation. You can read all the books in the world, listen to every motivational podcast in the universe, but if your behavior doesn't change, you haven't actually learned anything. It's the difference between feeling productive and actually being productive. Like in guru land and self-improvement land, 
it feels for you like, oh, I'm, I'm doing all these things. It's, it's all airy fairy. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading all these books and it just feels good. But are you actually implementing? Are you doing anything different? You invest in this program. You decided enough was enough. You decided, Jesus, I'm about to really send my hard-earned money to this guy who plays dress up on TikTok at 33 years old and does cartwheels in the backyard. Yep. Complete invoice. Here we are. My team and you and, and I give you the blueprint every week for you to accomplish massive change in your body, in your mind. You will be amidst the same conditions every week in your daily lives. Will you adopt new and different behaviors under those same conditions? Or will it go in one ear and out the other because being stuck feels safe? Just some perspective. Every single one of you on this call right now has the power to change your life right now at this moment. Every single one of you. Some of you have been fucking around, not tracking your food in very consistently at all not going on a couple walks every day, not getting a workout in, and then pouting because your body isn't changing in your check-in pictures. Good news, your story's written in pencil. You can change it now. Show of hands, how many of you are changing your shit today? I love it, Coach Robin. It's going to be much harder to adopt new behaviors if your environment doesn't reflect or support where you're desiring to go. Your environment includes your partner, your kids, your coworkers, your immediate surroundings. If you want to change and get new outcomes, but you're allowing your environment to remain incongruent with that, it's going to, it's going to make things a lot harder. I encourage you to make the necessary changes to your environment and have the uncomfortable conversations with friends and family that will lead to less friction between where you are now and where you desire to be. Just to prepare you, when you ascend to higher frequencies, new ways of thinking, healthier worldviews, and therefore achievement and prosperity, you will very likely lose people in your life that are not ready or willing to ascend. We meet people at the same level we meet ourselves. If you encounter weird energy or friction from a friend when you start to lose weight, they don't, if they don't support you, that hurts. That sucks. But it has nothing to do with you. If they throw shade or they don't support you when you begin to rise, it's because to some extent, they are at war with themselves. Here you are, and there they are still. You've made the conscious decision to make progress with your health, and that has, that has meant abandoning habits that no longer serve you. The majority of people don't like when people close to them shed these habits in the pursuit of self-improvement. So they either consciously or subconsciously, they will try to keep you where they are. No matter what, there will be an opportunity to have a tough conversation where you express that your health inside and out is important to you and that train is leaving the station. They can either get on or get out of the way. Most people you will have to leave at the station as they watch you drive off into the sunset and maybe they figure it out later on. Maybe they don't. But this is your reality to cultivate. So you can't sit around waiting on their ass. And we cannot make other people's reality our own. We have our own reality to craft. Waiting to have this conversation, though difficult, to spare feelings to some extent is self-abandonment. You'll notice I say to some extent often because I realize a lot of this is circumstantial. The degree to which things are what they are depends on the person and the circumstances. But people-pleasing, no matter what, is a zero-sum game. When we prioritize pleasing others over our own wholeness, that is self-abandonment. Your tolerance for uncomfortable conversations is a huge determinant of your overall progress in so many areas of life, not just this one. The more resistance you feel about addressing something important to you with someone, the more tension will likely be released once you rip off that band-aid. And let's be real. Sometimes we avoid difficult conversations with partners or friends because we fear the actual dysfunction that might be revealed. We already know it's there. We just don't want to peel back that layer, right? So what I'm about to say, you may not agree with, that's okay. Does it make you right, me right, or wrong? 
take what lands, discard what doesn't, as always, okay? Unconditional love means love no matter what. But loving your partner and friends is not letting their health deteriorate because you're afraid of hurting their feelings. Allowing your partner to go down a path of self-neglect and unhealthy eating or lifestyle patterns because you're afraid of the outcome of bringing it up is not love. Love is caring enough to compassionately, keyword, compassionately, point these things out and willingly enduring the short-term hurting of feelings for the long-term reward of better health and wholeness. So as you begin to do new things and make changes, if by osmosis, your partner doesn't get on board or continues down a path that you know will lead to deteriorating health and self-image, you're doing nobody any favors by keeping your mouth shut. The conversation will be hard. The long-term outcome of not having it is much, much harder. So choose your heart there, okay? Let's talk about environment. Everyone on this call right now deserves a beautiful, more fulfilling life where you go to sleep smiling and you wake up ready to kick the day's ass, okay? You all deserve that. Our default setting, thanks to society, is stress, dread, misery, gossip, complaining. Life doesn't have to be any of that. But if everyone around you is doing those things, how can you expect to thrive? It's a lot easier to change ourselves than change everyone else. You're, the, you're an average of the five people you spend the most time around. So look around you every day, evaluate your surroundings and circumstances, and ask yourself if they reflect the reality that you want. And then courageously remove yourself from the environment or remove those from your life that are draining your energy and not willing to compromise or respect your journey of self-improvement. Trust me when I say you would much rather be respected than liked in this scenario. And not everyone will like when you set a boundary. Set it anyway. Pleasing others equates to staying trapped. Speaking up for yourself and saying no when something doesn't serve you is freedom. Right with me so far? Good. Let's sit on ownership. We don't get to the light in life without going through pain and darkness. Unavoidable. Deep self-work is not airy-fairy light and love 24-7. Addressing unhealed wounds sucks temporarily. There's no easy path to the light. To get to the light and truly healing and improving yourself, it takes giving yourself the rib shots of ruthless integrity. Ownership of your bullshit is a rib shot in the moment. Don't know what a rib shot is, like getting punched in the ribs. But afterwards, the rib heals back stronger and more resilient. So the next time you own your bullshit, it doesn't suck as much. It gets easier and your life gets better and better the more you do it. So in regards to this program, if you binge and you go off the rails over the weekend and you succumb to old behaviors you're working on and trying to improve and change, just own it. Don't lie. We're human. My coaches are human. I'm very human. All of you are human. The sooner you own it, the quicker we can get around this game where you're Christmas treeing my fitness pal to make it look like you're eating perfectly. And meanwhile, your body is not changing. Like, let's not play the game. Okay. My team isn't hitting, like sitting there on the other side of the computer, like, oh, wow, I guess her body just doesn't respond. What a mystery this is. She's following the program and, 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 and it, everything is like, she's, she's checking all the boxes. I guess it's a scientific anomaly where this woman's body can spontaneously create body fat without any excess material to create it with. That doesn't happen, okay? We don't play the game. Like you either check the boxes and progress or you don't and you don't progress. You don't have to check them perfectly, by the way. Like 60% effort is enough to progress. But at no point in the existence of this program has a client consistently checked the majority of the boxes and not seen massive progress. So don't run that play. You're only running from yourself. And the thing about running from yourself is everywhere you go, there you are. 
So make a stand against your own bullshit. Be honest. Let this be the program where you stop running that play and your reward will be absolutely life-changing. So tactically, being in this program means tracking your calories. Big fucking deal. Once you just dive in and try it and screw it up a few times and then get it, it literally takes a few minutes of your day. All this BS about calorie tracking causing eating disorders comes from people not being taught the right way. Don't pout and give up when you're not a master of a skill that you have never developed. We weren't taught this. You're here to learn it. Take it slow. Track one meal a day. Trust yourself to complete that small commitment. Then try two meals a day. Trust yourself to complete that small commitment. Then more and more and so on. If you've never done something in your life, you have to build slowly. Trying to track every single meal at once and cram knowledge about macros won't speed up the process. It's more like a crash dummy speeding into a brick wall. Take everything we tell you to do slowly in stages so you can build confidence and self-trust and build a foundation. And that's how the house is built, not from the roof down. Now, back to boundaries real quick. If your friends and family criticize you for food, using a food scale and tracking your food, you have to view that as Neanderthals criticizing the first person to create fire. Okay, Just because they don't get it doesn't mean that what you're doing is weird. I'm pretty sure if someone made, like, if something made you a lot more money and it made your life a lot more comfortable but it was out of the norm, you'd do it anyway. Well, your health and body are worth infinitely more than money. So let's apply that same mindset here. And if there's no compromise on respecting your new habits, draw a hard line. If your partner is so at war with themselves that they criticize you developing awareness of your eating, then the conversation shouldn't be about the food scale. It should be about why they take issue with you valuing your health and wanting to change your body composition. And maybe remind them that you feeling sexier and being able to control your body results benefits the whole team. And an integrated man is all aboard that support train. A relationship is not two halves, two holes. Not two halves, two holes. Lack of support comes from lack of wholeness. I say all this with love and grace. I say all this with compassion for your imperfect journey through this program. We're not here to demand perfection. That would lead to an abysmal client success rate. You demand perfection, no one succeeds. We're here to give you the tools and support to take courageous steps towards change and growth that will help you cultivate a healthier body, a healthier relationship with food, the ability to make informed decisions for yourself and your loved ones about food and lifestyle change, freedom from dieting and scale obsession, and loving yourself a little more every day and owning your power as a woman. You're all powerful. That's the thing. You already have it. You already have the power. We're just giving you a compass. So show up, commit, stay committed. Give yourself the gift of adopting new behaviors under the same conditions so your life can be as beautiful as you are. That's all I got, ladies. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you all. Have an amazing rest of your day. Go get your check-ins done. Go crush life. Own your power. And thank you all for being here. Toodaloo. If you liked what you heard on this episode, ladies, share it with your friends. And if you want to finally escape dieting culture and get body results that make your ex wish he never mistreated you, check out the link for the Revenge Body Metabolic Revamp. You can find that in the show notes. And remember, ladies, you are powerful.